Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. In a time when we are learning to lean more on each other, we are doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. I'm Wren. And hello, I'm Ben. We're really happy that you're here with us on this week of Christmas. Yes. There's a lot going on, and um, we hope that this will give you a little respite from the, the busyness that you might be having at the moment, or be a good background noise for yeah. your wrapping presents. <laughs> I bet there's going to be a lot of present wrapping going on this week. Yep. Yep. A lot of present wrapping. Christmas came a little early for us here in the... Uh, Tuesday afternoon studio. We've got brand new microphones that we're talking on today. Yeah, they're really cool. Very professional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Well, um, thank you for for getting those and and helping us get all set up. And Jenna, we appreciate all that you've had to do to help us get to where we are and these new snazzy mics that we've got going. <laughs> Um, everybody having a good a good week? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm here by the way. This is John <laughs> introduction. Yeah. But, yeah. He's the wizard that makes us all come together. <laughs> we let him move up to the grown up table this week. And That's right. Actually talk. Yeah. But, yeah, I've had a pretty good week. Uh, started a new job this week, so that was exciting. What are you gonna be doing? I'm putting down like flooring and stuff, and I get to start demoing a house which means i get to break walls and get yeah. paid for it which is really exciting <laughs> you get it like a big jackhammer not a jackhammer a sledgehammer sledge yeah yep i always wanted one of those when i had teenagers and a nice wall to get to <laughs> bust through but anyway yes. so how's your week been going it's been a good week uh you know like all weeks of 2020 time has been weird this week and just a little extra weird with some of the weather we've had and the way it's changed the schedule. But uh, I will say my favorite thing about this week is it's just kind of been randomly flurrying and mm-hmm. snowing off and on and kind of reminds me of Ohio weather growing up and it has helped me get in the mood for the season. So yeah, it's been a good week. How about you, Ren? Yeah, I feel the same way. It feels like this week was really long, but I can't really put my finger on why it's just in and out of work because of the weather and it's Christmas and it's just been kind of strange. But, um, I also have enjoyed the snow yesterday. I was texting my mom and it was kind of like, I feel like it was just one rebel cloud just came in for a few minutes yesterday afternoon and just dumped all this mm-hmm. snow. All of a sudden it was so beautiful and unexpected and then just like that, it was gone, yep. and the sun came out. So it's just been one of those, and I feel like that was it's kind of a good description for the week, too. Yeah, it was a little Charlie um, Brown snow cloud. Yes, it was, <laughs> the little cloud that could. Yeah, yeah, but it's been a, it's been a good week. It's, it's nice to have some time to sort of um, chill out a little bit and look forward to the week ahead. Um, so we... Um, are it still in season of Advent, mm-hmm. very much in sort of a waiting mode, if you will, um, the anticipation of what's to come at Christmas. And um, just kind of wonder if you want to maybe talk about that a little bit today. Sure. Uh, you know, there's one of the things I love about this season is there's so many different themes that you can think about mm-hmm. and reflect on. Uh, and today I've really been contemplating 
the way the Christmas story teaches us that God comes to us in a very unexpected way through unexpected things. Um, I've been thinking about that story in Luke 2 where um, it's to the shepherds out in the field mm-hmm. that the angels appear to and tell them about the birth of Jesus. Um, you know, not to go too much into this, but back then the shepherds were kind of like the least um, least prestigious mm-hmm. job that you could have. Um, I don't think very many boys uh, in that time period thought, I want to be a shepherd when I grow up. Right. It was yeah. something that happened to you when everything else in life went wrong. Yeah. Um, if you were a shepherd, um, you were often stereotyped as being a thieving person, an untrustworthy person. Uh, not, they were just seen as rough characters. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredible that those are the people mm-hmm. that the angels appear to first. And those are the people that get why Jesus is so special mm-hmm. and are running through the streets singing praises because Jesus is born. Um, so that's just got me thinking today about where where is God trying to speak to us today? I don't think God is a um, very good marketing strategist. I don't think God is using (laughs) billboards and flashy commercials and best-selling books. Not that that God can't speak through those things. Um, But I think it takes some humility and quiet Mm -hmm. and, and willingness to look at the things that you're ignoring sometimes to see what God is trying to tell us. That is so true. And, you know, I feel like in this season of, of busyness, in, in any year, it's a season of busyness. And I wonder this year when we are so, um, everything is so different than what it normally feels like, are we spending more time just because we have to? Are we spending more time being quiet, being less busy. And in that time, are we more conscious of seeing those small things, those little small ways that God is reaching out to us and showing himself to us? Um, I wonder, you know, if, if this year of vastly different change has given us maybe more space in which to be aware of of what God is trying to show us. I don't know. Well, that's a really good question. It made me think of something I read um, in a book this week that said, change is when new things are added to your life, mm-hmm. but transformation happens when old things pass away. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and I think there has been a lot of change this year. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, there's been, but I think there's been a lot of transformation too at least in my own life, because there's been a lot of things that for better or worse, you rely on, you depend on, you become maybe codependent on Mm -hmm. that are gone. Yes. Uh, And that does create space for us to listen to the voice of God. I think even if you just look at, look at it from an environmental standpoint, look at how many ways the earth has recovered, if you will, in so many ways, because there's less traffic on the road and the air quality is better. And 
there, there are stories like that from all around the world, um, different animals in nature that have been rediscovered that yeah. were once thought to be completely extinct. I've seen a couple stories like that. I'm just like, and maybe part of that is because we've spent more time having the time to look for those things. Or, I don't know, I feel like um, we are overall maybe starting to appreciate our planet a little more after all of this. I mean... Goodness, I would hope so. I hope so, too. <laughs> I don't know it's what to time. say. <laughs> if you're not on that train yet, it's time to hop on. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so that, you know, more people are gardening, more people yes. are cooking at home, more people are paying attention to the folks that they live with and love. Um, so there are there are a lot of good things happening, transformations, like you said, that are going to be life-changing for us in a positive way. Um, as we go forward, along with the things that we see as having been really difficult. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe the trick is to look at the positive things that are transforming us and sort of try to leave leave the other things, not forget them, because that's part of how we get to where we are, but maybe let the things that are transforming us um, lead us forward as we go into this new year and into the Christmas, um, the anticipation of God coming to us on yes. Christmas, you know. Sometimes I think um, God can lead us in in letting those old things go too. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about a conversation we've been having in my family, we, we've we've kind of decided to really cut back on the amount of meat that we eat mm-hmm. in the year ahead, um, which is, is something that, Kyle and I have been talking about for a while anyway, but as, as a whole family, I think yeah. we want to, to uh, we've been reading and talking about how the, how meat production, um, its effects on the environment, right. its effects on people in poverty in other countries, um, the amount of deforestation and yeah. um, uh, negative side effects of our meat consumption here in the United States mm-hmm. uh, has on people all around the world. Uh, not to mention that most people in the world, statistically, eat meat very little. Yes. Uh, and so I think we want to be in solidarity with those people um, and make better choices. Uh, and that's that. in that way, it's, it's more than just a food choice. It's a spiritual practice choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that was an unexpected thing. We and I didn't expect to be having those conversations with my children. Yeah, um, and it's been pretty cool to see um, God work through that. So, how have your children? Um, what do they think? Well, uh, so Samuel, my youngest son, he is a huge animal lover. So yeah. he he's kind of been toying with that idea too, but he loves really loves some foods. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and and. And Margot, my daughter, just does not like food in general. <laughs> she's happy to... She's not she's, a foodie. She's a grazer. Uh, yeah. So I would say their biggest challenge is in different sources of protein, mm-hmm. you know, adding yucky beans and things to meals. Right. Uh, but they're they're doing a good job, and I'm always so proud of our kids. They're willing to eat um, food from all different you know, cultures mm-hmm. that we're able to make and they are always willing to try something. So they're doing a great job. 
That's really cool. Yeah. That is that is really cool. Um, yeah, I love that. And yeah, it, it, and that's just one more way that we can pay attention to taking care of what God's already given us. Yes. You know, being stewards of of the gifts and the abundance. Yeah, love that. Um, so I wonder um, what are some ways that maybe we have seen God, maybe just in the last couple days or the last week or so. I'm thinking about that rogue snow cloud yesterday. Mm-hmm. For one thing, I just it kind of just um, it makes you stop. Literally makes you stop for a minute and look out the window and appreciate where we live and the weather and nature. So that's the first one that springs to mind for me. Mm. I'm thinking of a, I mentioned this at Hope Fellowship, but um, a Zoom call with a coach and mentor of mine, his name is Mike Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into that call expecting to talk about strategy for the year ahead. And he ended up saying something that I just felt like sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks through other people. Yes. Um, and what he said to me was to let go and enjoy the grace and the gift of this moment. And that was a very transformative thing for me to hear. Um, I don't know yeah. why I was carrying a lot of stress and anxiety over things I can't even articulate. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, God's Spirit spoke to me through that conversation, and it's um, it was a transformative moment. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, sometimes just a simple sentence that someone says, and they might not even realize it, and right. you might not even realize right. it until later, and you go, "Wait, wow." And that's so that's two moments, really, if you think about it. But um, yeah, I'm thinking about um, also, and I think I talked about this on um, at Hope Fellowship the other night. As a child um, growing up in Chapel Hill for several years, we attended um, Chapel of the Cross on Franklin Street, and every it was big Episcopal church. And every year at Christmas, they had a service called Lessons and Carols, where they would, um, there was, all the choirs from the littlest kids to the oldest members all together. And anyway, um, as I, since I've been an adult, every few years I still still like to go to Chapel Hill and go to that service, and this was the year that I was going to go back and, and enjoy that. And my mom and dad would come from Raleigh, and we'd meet up and go together. Um, for obvious reasons, I didn't go this year. And it was, it was making me kind of sad because I was really, you know, looking forward to that and my husband encouraged me to see if I could find something similar on YouTube, and I found the King's Choir from Cambridge in England. And just that first, at the beginning, they sing um, Once in Royal David's City. Oh, is, yeah. Uh, and it's just one child that sings the opening bar. And I'm in tears from the very beginning, and I, and I just, God really sp- speaks to me. And I and it's not expected, but every single year when I listen to that or I watch that that one child singing in that first stanza, just it just it just I don't, it just melts me, <laughs> wow. and it makes me feel like God is right there, mm-hmm. and I think that's why. So that's that's the beauty of the season. God yeah, is with us. Yeah, absolutely for sure. So, um, let's see. Jonah, do you have any small moments that you want to talk about that you've seen God in the last little bit? I actually, 
<laughs> thing that I was tell, told you about with my yeah guy. yeah tell them about that That's so cool. the other night I just had not a bad night it was just full of little things mm-hmm. that just piled on top of each other I had like two or three light bulbs go out I stubbed my toe I broke my bed frame and just all this <gasps> oh, stuff no. was going wrong and I was hungry and so I went outside earlier on in the day my car battery had actually died and I'd forgotten about it. Mm. So I went out and I tried, got in the car. I was like, dang it, my car battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I like went inside and I was so aggravated. I was just like, if God loves me, my car will start. And I went in, I grabbed my key, went back out to the car. And it started like it had a new battery in it. Whoa. And I was like, what? But that just like, it's like a really small thing, but also... Mm-hmm. Looking back at it was like really powerful because I was just in such a bad mood and that just made my night so much better. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We had a similar situation with our refrigerator the other night. (laughs) (laughs) Our refrigerator is not a spring chicken for sure. But, you know, it's plugging right along. Well, the other night when Anna and I were at home, the ice maker started just like, it was just a steady stream of water coming out. And so, like, well, this is not good. And John wasn't home yet, so we were like, she'd take the 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 ice, I don't know, the bucket that it collects in, and I she'd take it out of the freezer, and then I would put another container underneath. So she'd dump that in the sink, <laughs> and then we'd switch back. So it was going pretty fast. It was filling up in like three or four minutes. And anyway, so finally, John got home, and um, he did whatever he does magically to make it stop doing that. And we unplugged the refrigerator because we just knew, you know, when that starts happening, it means your refrigerator, yeah. you got to. It's time. Yeah. Like right here at Christmas. Ay, ay, ay. Well, we put everything in coolers and in the downstairs freezer. And the next day he plugged it in and it started working again. Hey. It's been fine. Knock on wood. That's ever awesome. since. <laughs> so we don't know. But I think it was a sign that you might want to start shopping around. Yeah. So. But at least yeah. we don't have to buy one right this second. So that was a gift. You have yeah. a literal grace period. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, that's for sure. So anyway. Oren, um, do you have any quotes? Yeah. So my quote is really short this week is, um, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, which oh, it's a Leonardo da Vinci quote which I think is kind of ironic because he was a fairly complicated yeah, fellow for sure. when you think about it. But um, yeah, I love that. And I think in this season, maybe thinking about trying to look at things in a less complicated way could be beneficial. That's a great quote. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mine comes from uh, the book we've been reading at Hope Fellowship this season mm-hmm. uh, by Scott Erickson called Honest Advent. And it actually kind of, sparked the train of thought I was having earlier. But here's what he says. The giver of life hides revelation in things we ignore because it is the work of humbling ourselves and asking to have eyes to see and ears to hear that truly transforms our hearts. Wow. Yes. Very true. I love that. Um, Do you have a song this week? I do. So my song this week is a classic, Oh Holy Night. Ah, yeah. It's just such, I think it's my favorite Christmas song. Mm Mm-hmm. My wife, Kyla, just kind of perpetually walks around the house singing that song mm, at the top of her lungs nice. throughout the month of December, and <laughs> <laughs> which is great because it's just got such a beautiful message. Yeah. Uh, Chains shall he break. Yeah. Um, and 
others that I can't think of on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it. You love it. It's a great song. It is. It's yeah. a great song. So that was really smart to think of a Christmas song because I... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a contest, right? <laughs> oh, it's so funny, the contrast. Because <laughs> mine is You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees. Hey. <laughs> but maybe like that's okay because... Yeah, you know, we walk around singing "Oh Holy Night," and that's so wonderful and uplifting. And then maybe when you change your mood a little bit, you want to put on something else. Then two different the, kinds. Maybe of the Bee Gees is the way. That's right. <laughs> so I watched the um, documentary about the Bee Gees the other night, which was really, really well done, FYI. And I think that's it's sort of been on my mind ever since. So, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Oh, me. Well, um, we were thinking about Christmas memories yes. from, you know, our own childhood or our, our families that we, we have. And I'm wondering if you have one that you'd like to share. Uh, I think the one that's on my mind today, um, when we're recording this, tomorrow is my son Samuel's birthday. Mm-hmm. He turns eight years old. And so he's born on December 19th. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget that entire Christmas season. Um there's something about waiting on the birth of a child mm-hmm. in the middle of Advent season uh, and all of the thoughts and feelings that go along with it. I just really felt like it allowed me to enter into the Christmas story in a unique way. Um, That's so true. Yeah, yeah, and I just never will forget that first Christmas with little three-year-old Margot and mm-hmm. little infant Samuel. And I think we had we had some bad weather that year, so we mm-hmm. were very snowed in. It was just a, one of those beautiful times yeah. that um, I'm, this will carry with me the rest of my life. I remember um, that I wanted to meet this new little person, and I think Kyla had taken Margot to the library, and it might have been one of her first outings without Samuel, and you were upstairs working on probably school stuff, yep. and okay, yeah, come by. And I remember um, when I walked in and the two of you sitting there, there was this sunbeam coming through the window, just shining right down on that little guy. And I'll never forget that. That was just so cool. And he was a brand new boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's a good story. Well, the memory that I'm thinking of is um, when our daughter, our, our youngest daughter, Anna, was about, she had just turned a year old um, in no, that November. And um, my mother-in-law was still with us at that time, and she loved Christmas. She had a big, huge family, seven kids, and they, you know, they had spouses, and there were grandchildren everywhere. And every year at Christmas, they would take the table and the chandelier out of their dining room so that they would have enough space for the giant Christmas tree and all the gifts and all the ornaments and the lights. Um, And this particular year... um, the tree, had, after it was decorated and, and put up, the tree fell. And um, John's mom was just, she was so distraught, and she just, she had to go to her room. She just, she just went to bed. And um, we were there to try to help put everything back together. And my husband put the tree back up, and my sister-in-law sat on the couch with a box of ornaments. And I was at the tree, and Anna, who had just learned to walk, would toddle 
over to Kathy and get an ornament and then toddle slowly back over and hand it to me and I would put it on the tree. And I just remember thinking what a peaceful time that was and how, I don't know, it just, it really stuck with me as this is, this is what it's all about. It's just those simple little things, family doing things together, helping each other out. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a really special memory, a special memory that we have of John's mother because she, she was just, she was incredible. And I'll just leave it to that. (laughs) So that was a, that was a good memory. How about you friend? Whenever I was like, I don't know, five, six, seven, me and my dad would just go out and cut down a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And there was, we cut the tree like two times taller than the house was. (laughs) And we like dragged it in and he took his chainsaw inside to make it like the perfect height. I think about that every Christmas. It was just funny. <laughs> yeah. It's good when you have those really hilarious Christmas memories too. Like yeah. we have a Christmas memory of a, a turkey that we didn't thaw in time that we put in the bathtub for a few hours and it was determined that we were going to have Christmas dinner and <laughs> we ate it like you know, 10 o'clock that night, <laughs> but it was fine. <laughs> yeah. All those fun things. But Well, we hope that um, the memories that you make this Christmas will be special for your family. We know that it's going to be, you know, a little, a little off center as compared to other years, but you know, maybe that's an opportunity to make this year transformational yes. as we move forward. And we pray that you will, anticipate the coming of of God and into your life and that you will have funny memories and little things that you remember and um, enjoy this time. May you experience the miracle of God with you this Christmas. See you all next week. <laughs>